0: Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner is Charlie Daggs, okay? He was a middle manager at a manufacturing company. He wants to break free, and he won the $100 I give out every Monday. For your chance to win, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes right now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Okay, many of you heard I made a big-league acquisition of a company called Send Later, and I'm a greedy business guy. I didn't want to give away equity to a technical co-founder, so I found my coders on a website called TopTal, at nathanladka.com forward slash T-O-P-T-A-L. I paid over $12,000 to the site to a guy named He Shiming in China, who I've never met, but we're gonna build a big business together. I'm taking Send Later public by the time I turn 30. I'll tell you more about TopTal later on in this episode. Top Drive, this is episode 416. Coming up tomorrow morning, you'll hear from Sweeney David. He's 26 year old and he went from nothing to 1 million in revenue with big partnerships. Top Drive, good morning. Our guest today is Neil Patel. Many of you may have heard of him. We had him on in episode 38, so you should go listen to that first. We're going to get an update today. Neil, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. All right, let's do this. So, hey, in episode 38, what you shared with us was first. More about your story, kind of how you you know were making a lot of money still in high school as consulting, and then you eventually got into consulting, and then eventually you got into building you know four multi million dollar software companies like Crazy Egg, Kissmetrics, etc. Last time we spoke, you talked about how you were going to take a formula that you'd use in your content creation, actually build software tools around that. Is that still the plan? And if so, where is that today? Yeah,
1: so um, we haven't been creating as many software companies. What we've just been doing is focusing, and I've learned over the years that I don't do enough of it. And instead of trying to create new ones or
0: acquiring new ones, I just need to grow the existing ones and make them larger and larger, and that's what we've been doing. So what, which one, where's your focus been over the past 12 months? Crazy egg, so we've just been
1: trying Crazy. to grow it, and you know, goal is we can grow by 5 or 10% month over month, which is a tough goal to hit, but that's our internal goal.
0: So uh, let's focus on Crazy Egg then specifically in this episode. So for those that are not familiar, tell us what Crazy Egg does and how you make money.
1: Sure. So people come to your website and just because people come to your website, as you may already know, you don't necessarily make more sales. What we decided to do at Crazy Egg is help you figure out why people aren't converting. We show you where people are clicking on your website, why they're not. We show you how people are moving their mouse throughout your site, right? In essence, uh, user recording your user sessions. So you can start seeing in aggregate how people are navigating your site and what elements you should change to get them to navigate the way you want. Mm -hmm. We even allow you to do things like AB testing so you can maximize your conversions. The goal of crazy egg is it visually shows you why people aren't converting. So you can then make changes and the. Or less sales. From those
0: changes. And so, Neil, when I go to crazyegg.com, there's a big landing page that basically says put here to put in your URL website, show me my heat map, or people can click tell me more. What percentage of people are putting in their website versus clicking tell me more?
1: Almost everyone's putting in their website. Yeah. I would say uh, clicking tell me more is usually around like 10 or 20%.
0: Now, you don't do this just because it looks pretty. Uh, you run the numbers. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what do you do? To generate uh, we
1: used to have a long page homepage that had a ton of options and a big story. And then when we changed it to this variation, I think we got like a 30 or 40% lift. It was something
0: like that. In, in new trial signups? Yep. So what do you do? So once I put my email in, I'm then taken to a screen where Crazy Egg, it looks like is trying to authenticate with Google, uh, where you, I think you capture my email address in that process, right?
1: That's correct. We're capturing your email address in that process. And then from there, we take you to a pricing page. You select a plan. And then from there, you get started
0: into your free trial. So let me ask you, yeah, I just landed on the pricing plan uh, page for people that are not wanting to like, I imagine. Well, let me just ask you pro plus standard basic. They're all here ranging from nine bucks a month paid annually to 100 bucks a month paid annually. Do people ever just go directly into a paid plan or do they rather just pick a plan and start their free trial on?
1: Uh, everyone picks a plan and they start their free trial. We're eventually going to fix a flip around on the funnel where we just make a freemium version. And then from there you figure out what's right for you.
0: And t- tell me why you're going to do, why you're thinking about doing that. Create a bigger top of funnel. Yeah. Right? So instead of spending so much money on marketing to acquire a customer, why not have
1: the product help you acquire more customers by just making a free version? It's the same thing. You spend money on marketing, you spend money on a free product, it's just cost. You just figure out what nets a better ROI and creates a better user experience. So, what you're and saying? I do believe the, a free product or a free version of the product creates a better user experience is spending more money on marketing.
0: So set up the free... Again, right now, there's a bunch of paid plans here. You have a 30-day trial, but there's no actually free plan. What you're saying is get the free plan launched so you have more people engaging at the top of the funnel. Once they engage more with the Crazy Egg tools, they become more likely to convert. Is that accurate?
1: That's correct. We also have a a free version of uh, Crazy, like a free plan. Most people just don't see it because we're running A-B testing. Um, Once we make the free funnel work out and it converts better than the paid version or equal, then we'll start switching it over, right? Because as a business that's been around for so many years, we can't just switch it over and then just you know, kill our revenue stream.
0: Yep. So real quick, let's just finish this funnel out before I talk some other strategy stuff with you. I click a plan, it asks for my billing information and it says, don't worry, we won't charge you within the first 30 days. How many people put that in and how many people drop off off at this step as a percentage?
1: Uh, w- when you're looking at the total numbers from the selecting a plan to going to checkout, it ranges on the traffic source, but on the low end, it's like
0: around 22, 20- Neil, you you cut out there. Uh, can you repeat those numbers you said? On the low end, it's around 22ish.
1: Yes, and 22, 23 percent, somewhere around there. And on the high end, it's around 30 percent. It really varies on the traffic source. So 30. paid advertising doesn't convert as well as people googling Crazy Egg, right?
0: Hypothetically. So if 100 people click this page, you put in your billing information, 30 of them will actually put in their information and click next.
1: If they come from a premium traffic source, is what we label internally. If they don't come from a premium traffic source, you're looking at
0: 22%. So it's somewhere in that range. That's great. And then I assume you auto bill, right? If they don't cancel at the end of 30 days. That's correct. Yes. So here's something a lot of... And I've had... I just had the CEO of Vidyard come on, Michael Lit. They raised $70 bucks. They are going through the same issue. There's this issue right now people are going through versus just tracking revenue metrics versus just tracking the key KPIs that they know people have to do to stick. So a lot of the SaaS CEOs I've had on where they do this billing information thing, they don't have a plan in place for if someone is billed, but when you go in and look at their usage metrics, the usage metrics are like close to nothing. What's your guys' plan for that? What do you do in the first three days to make sure people engage and use the thing so that they are actually billed and they're actually customers that are gonna retain over the long term?
1: We optimize the first user experience. So we look at what makes someone pay and what doesn't cost someone to pay, and we wanna make sure someone gets value. If they're not getting value and they even email us six months or a year later being like, I never use this, we actually refund every single penny. Mm-hmm. Like. We don't even make, we don't fight back or anything. We actually even have people emailing us who've been with us for a year or two and be like, oh, I've never really used it. And we've seen that they've used it a bit. We still just refund all their money. We mm-hmm. don't make any like pushbacks or complaints. But our goal is if you're using it, we want to charge you. If you're not using it, we don't want to charge you because that yeah. means we feel that we've done something wrong. And we do email notifications, et cetera, like when you get charged.
0: So and what's the number one indicator for you guys in terms of usage? What's the number one thing you've got to get people to do in the first three days? That's the number one predicator. If they're going to keep paying.
1: Ideally run at
0: least three tests. Interesting. Okay. Three tests. Very cool. All right, let's go back uh-huh. to a ma- What we've learned is we've, we've tested things like sending out an email
1: and having them just click a button and automatically starting tests for them doesn't work well because they're not running it on their own we have to get the user to understand the value of running tests and they have to run it. Having them click buttons and running them automatically for them. Yeah. It helps a bit, but it doesn't
0: create enough value. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. You've got to get them to commit their time and emotional energy, not just make it frictionless, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's tough if you make it frictionless.
1: It may not do anything to improve upon their site or use the data for anything.
0: Yeah. That's, that's an interesting space to be in. So let's, let's go back up to a, 10,000 foot level, Neil, for a second, what year was Crazy Egg launched in?
1: Uh, Crazy Egg was launched in, whew, I don't even know, maybe
0: 2007? 2007, okay, awesome, yeah, been around a while. So walk us through where you guys are at. Well, first off, I was like asking, what was first year revenue, do you remember? for sure. Revenue was terrible. It's always embarrassing.
1: Um, yeah. I don't even think we we're hitting like $10,000 a month or 20 or 30 or something really small.
0: Okay. So 10 or 20 or 30 grand per month. And in 2015, what was total revenue?
1: We don't release our numbers, but uh, I'll give you a range. We were
0: greater than a million bucks, less than a billion. Okay. Great. So when you say greater than a million, you're talking about annual run rate or just total revenue added up? total revenue
1: either way it doesn't matter you can put either one as greater than a million but less than a billion
0: okay got it so so over a million dollars in revenue in 2015 and talk to us about uh talk to us about some of the economics numbers you're a data guy so this is right up your alley i think when you're talking things about managing churn your gross your gross monthly customer churn where is that at
1: uh, I do not know our churn numbers off the top of my head. I had to look into the back and I don't have the numbers on, but we have a team who just specializes in reducing our churn.
0: Okay, but you don't know what? Okay, well, if you don't know the churn number, how do you know what you can spend on paid acquisition? Because you don't know lifetime value, because right?
1: We don't evaluate churn like most companies do. Most of them just look at here's our total annual churn or monthly churn. We look at it per channel.
0: So if, yeah, so if you took a weighted average or if you want to focus on one channel, let's do that. That'll be the most valuable I think for the audience.
1: Sure. So with YouTube advertising, our churn, I know that number a lot cause we spend like over a hundred grand a month on YouTube ads. Okay. With YouTube advertising, our churn is close to like 31, 32%, which is high. So got we're it. trying to figure out how to get that down, but I'm focusing on that a lot lately.
0: Annual or monthly? A- annual. Okay, great. So about, you got about 2.5% monthly gross churn there. And then, Uh, A lot of these SaaS companies, you know, a key thing in terms of, especially the ones that go public, they have mastered the upsell, right? Where you can actually get to negative net revenue churn. You guys have multiple plans. I assume you have a lot of things in place to drive upsell revenue. Uh, If if that's the case, how are you doing it?
1: Yeah, we haven't been doing it as much lately. We've been uh, adding stuff in there. So we have A/B testing, uh, like mouse recording or user session recording. And a lot of those things we're going to start upselling within the current customers. Many of those features you only see in enterprise accounts, but we're trying to make it mainstream so that way anyone can get them, even if you're paying like, you know, 30 bucks a month or whatever it may be.
0: What is your average? I know you have many channels and you're measuring based off cohorts, but what's your average customer paying per month?
1: I do not know the exact number on that. So I wish I could end up telling you on that, but again, we break that down per channel because okay. paid advertising. Let's do and YouTube. For example,
0: I know.
1: Yeah, YouTube is around twenty-five bucks a month. Okay, got it.
0: And and by the way, you're you're kind of going hard at YouTube. It sounds like right now, is that your kind of your number? Is that your number one channel historically, or just the one you're most excited about that you want to perfect right now? No, it's the one we're
1: growing right now. Yeah. So for me, my only job with Crazy Egg like as a co-founder, I don't do a product or anything. I just focus on new channels and growth. And so I won't know the numbers for everything. Right. So like, for example, me on my end, I'm not optimizing for existing customers and reducing churn. I'm not optimizing for, um, you know, getting the people who Google crazy Egg and heat map and other terms to. uh, uh, reduce the churn or sign up. We already have people that my goal right now, all I'm focusing on is purely paid acquisition and just expanding into different channels. Mm. So, YouTube right now is a uh, low hanging fruit for us. Like, we already do a lot in Google AdWords, uh, you know, some media buys, et cetera. But YouTube is the one that I'm really scaling out right now. I think I can get it to around two, three hundred grand a month in spend. Yep. And then, of course, after I do that, I'll start focusing more on Facebook ads.
0: How many new paid customers? If you if you grow it to the spend that you want, what's your new customer goal from YouTube at 200 or 300k spend? We don't reveal those numbers. Oh come on, Neil! This is like 101 stuff. You're like a data guy. More people are going to hire you as a consultant <laughs> if they understand I know, this. But once you start
1: revealing a lot of numbers, and if you listen to a lot of podcasts, you'll be able to backtrack our revenue numbers.
0: Well, well you've already said it's between a million and a zillion. So you're more than a million. That's all people, yeah, the only reason I'll I ask,
1: this, whatever I spend on YouTube advertising,
0: I can net more per month. Well, of course, otherwise you wouldn't spend it, Neil. <laughs> no, no, Come. no. As in, I'm netting in the first month more than what I'm paying to oh. our customer. Most SaaS
1: companies will spend six, seven months yeah. worth of our customer. Got I'm it. spending around one month's worth of
0: money. So you're optimizing for a one month payback period is what you're saying? No, that's what I'm able to get.
1: Forget what I'm optimizing. I'll spend two, three months.
0: I don't understand, you're, you're, that's what you're optimizing for. If you can get down to a month-long payback period, that's great for you.
1: Yeah, but I'm not optimizing for that. I'm optimizing to increase spend. I'll go up to two,
0: three, four months. It oh, I see, me. I see, but, but one month is what you're getting. That's what
1: I'm getting right now.
0: Got it, so what's preventing you from just turning up, You know, turning the lever on to 200 or 300 grand per month?
1: Yeah, that's a big mistake people make at paid advertising. You don't do that, that's the worst thing ever. Just because something works for you at you know, $1,000, A day and spend, we break it down per day. Doesn't mean you just want to jump it to 10 grand or three grand or double it. Because when you double the metrics, a lot of times they jack up the cost per view, the CPA. So if you do it slowly, you can end up tweaking and figuring out where you're making mistakes. Because you can't just, expand your existing channels into or You can't just take your existing channels and just spend more money at it because you're gonna cannibalize your own inventory. What you need to do is you need to keep adding more keywords, channels, uh, whatever, test different type of ads, creatives, optimize the click-through rates, and at the same time, increase spend. So that way you can get the best results for the market. Yes, it takes longer, but then once you're ramped up, you will make the most amount of money from the paid ads.
0: Got it, that's a valuable lesson. So it's, again, we're just focusing on the YouTube cohort right now. If you're spending about 100, 100- Grand per month, and your average customer is paying you twenty five per month on that channel. It's fair to say you're getting what about four thousand new customers a month from YouTube.
1: You can estimate whatever you want. <laughs> Neil, come on!
0: I'm using your numbers here. This is you, we're only focusing on one channel, so people aren't going to be able to back into your whole company metrics, but yeah, this is valuable. Sure. About yeah, four thousand.
1: Yeah, you can okay. say from YouTube we can get four thousand. Right. It rains, like it's not every month. Christmas is a ter- or December is a terrible month for us. Yeah, uh, November is a terrible month for us, and some of the summer months are
0: really bad. Interesting. Okay, and uh, self funded or bootstrapped. Bootstrapped. I love that. I love that. Why don't Why don't more people bootstrap these days? Your opinion? I have no idea, actually, on that. I was um, hoping you'd have a great one because he you told mean, me that you guys, like you guys five, ran a test with ago. Kissmetrics, right? Kissmetrics was the one they were going to fundraise for Crazy Egg, Bootstrap, and then compare them, right?
1: Well, we ended up starting Crazy Egg first. What most people don't realize is Kissmetrics came out of uh, crazy egg. Cause we didn't know how to track our LTV, our funnels, etc. So we created KISS metrics to do that for us. Realize other people have that problem. Then we spun it out. We tried raising money from crazy egg, from true ventures. True ventures said no to crazy egg. They love the idea of KISS. Eventually we raised money for KISS. Why'd they say ventures. no to crazy egg? Uh, I have no idea. I think the pitch was really bad. Interesting. They do they regret it yeah. now?
0: Uh, I don't think they know the numbers. <laughs> well, would they regret it if they knew the numbers? Yeah. Nice. So is it fair to say Crazy Eggs is bigger than Kismetrics? Yeah, Crazy Eggs much bigger than Kissmetrics. Interesting, interesting. Very cool, so what's your goal with the business? Sell it, flip it, what do you want to do with it? Just use it as experimentation ground? No, oh, it's just a cash cow for us, we just keep growing it. What's the team size?
1: Oh, Full-time employees under 10, we have a shitload of contractors. Interesting. I don't even know how many contractors we have. Almost everyone's a contractor. We even have an office. It's all virtual.
0: Interesting. And that's all those 10 people, the full-time ones. Those are just what? Operations, things like that?
1: No. A few engineers uh, support people like that. Most of our engineering team is outsourced.
0: Got it. Interesting. And funny
1: enough, it's not outsourced to like India or anything like that. We're outsourcing to South America and we're paying 150 bucks an hour per engineer. Yeah, which I know doesn't make sense, but we just evaluate based on efficiency. Someone can charge us 300 bucks an hour, but if their code is cleaner and they can you know, uh, create code four times faster, it's still cheaper, dollar per output.
0: Yep, yep, and very cool. Hey Neil, uh, this stuff is valuable. People are gonna wanna follow you, I think as you continue doing this stuff. Obviously people know you from a lot of the content marketing stuff. I always like you when people are actually using content marketing to build a real business, which you've done. So if people wanna connect you personally and continue following this online, where can they do that? neilpatron.com. All right, guys, very quickly, many of you heard I acquired Send Later at nathanlatka.com forward slash send later. And here's the thing. I don't want to hire a big team. I'm a business guy, though, so I need developers. So what I did is I found this little website. I found this guy named He Shiming. I paid him over $12,000 to help me keep building this business, which I will take public by the time I turn. So it's called TopTal. And what TopTal does, it's a network of elite pre-vetted software developers. Basically, I told TopTal what I was looking for. They search their network for the best people. They even test the candidates, which saves me time. And then they just said, Nathan, here, use this candidate. They meet your individual needs. And boom, I'm off to the races. So once you pick someone on TopTal, you can start working with them the next Day. Now, for my people, Toptal's offering a no risk trial period that you can get at nathanlatka.com forward slash T O P T A L. Again, nathanlatka.com forward slash Toptal to get started. This is perfect if you're a business person listening that doesn't know how to incentivize or find a technical co founder. Go to nathanlatka.com forward slash Toptal and get started building your app now. Neil There you guys have it. I'll link that in the show notes, Neil, at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 415. Again, the top 415. And let's jump into the final five questions. Neil, these are rapid fire. you ready? Yes. And number one, favorite business book?
1: Favorite business book is The Dip. It tells you when to stick and when to quit.
0: I love it. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? There is not. Okay. Number, uh, What I
1: do like doing is there's a lot of books out there from CEOs of existing companies like IBM, et cetera, and they break down their mistakes. Business concepts, I know the internet and social media, everything's changing the way the world works and technology is really rapidly advancing, but business concepts and principles have stayed pretty much the same for the last 100 years. What worked back then dealing with competition, et cetera, the same concepts work now. Sure, the strategies may be a bit different here and there on how you execute because of the technology, but, the lessons that you can learn from these CEOs and the mistakes they made are still applicable to your business. And if you can avoid making mistakes and the same one over and over again, eventually your odds of succeeding will increase.
0: I love that. And I meant to ask you this earlier, but I'll pick up at the back of this question. You said the crazy egg business right now is a cash cow. I I don't know if you're personally able to, and you and Heaton are the founders able to pay yourselves or you do profit sharing, but as an entrepreneur, ignore crazy, but as an entrepreneur who's making money, what do you do with kind of software and consulting revenue personally? Do you put it in other assets like real estate or index funds or what?
1: Yeah, I have a, it was funny the other day, I was um, adding someone to my Amex account and I was calling Amex and they asked me these security questions. And <laughs> you don't come up with the security, they come up with their own. Um, and they were asking me, the first question they asked was something like, what neighborhood have you lived in? Like, what's a Don't you hate a that? <laughs> I hate it. And like, I don't I fucking remember. <laughs> yeah. And I have so much real estate and I haven't even seen a lot of the real estate. I'm like, I don't know. And then they're like, okay, next question. They're like what's a street address? And they're listing out street addresses. <laughs> none of the homes I've lived in. I'm like, I really don't know, but I've done a shitload of real estate over the years. Like, just so much so that I haven't even seen most of the places I've bought.
0: Where else personally are you plowing in your income? Real estate? What else?
1: Real estate, uh, growing my personal brand. I spend personally like a hundred grand a month to grow neil patel.com uh-huh. uh, It doesn't really make any money, but just a fun experiment. And then I'm about to do another experiment where I probably like earn two to three million bucks in yep. uh, one year on a blog on neilpatel just to see what happens for shits and Google.
0: Would you ever get into kind of the you know the the VC kind of investing game, or is that not really exciting to you?
1: I suck at it. My really? co-founder heathen's good at it. He's done a shitload of investments. With me, I have the highest ROI just investing in myself. Like I've had options to invest in Airbnb and companies like that when they're raising their Series A. And I'm like, eh, I don't know how you're going to compete with HomeAway. I have shitty luck picking the right startups. But what I'm really good at is marketing and ranking on Google and driving traffic and doing paid arbitrage. So I can go take sites. Like uh, we recently bought a sleep website, right? So like I have a holding company and I just buy these websites that I know that I can just grow. And they have info products and some of these sites will make like you know, 10 grand, 20 grand a month, not much in income. And I'll go and take it and I'll just go dump like 500 grand a month into paid ads and just arbitrage
0: it. Interesting, that's fun, that's awesome. It's like you're living a board game. All right. Yeah,
1: and for me, it's easy, because I know that. But the moment you tell me to pick a startup, I don't know who <laughs> builds the best
0: technology or any of that. Yeah, number number three here, Neil. What is your favorite online tool, like FreshBooks?
1: <laughs> Google Analytics. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's simple and everyone uses it, but I'm a power user and I know how to use it really well. And I probably log in around like 10, 15 times a day.
0: As you're building this, these businesses, yes or no, are you getting eight hours of sleep? No, eight Okay, eight. All right, and how old are you, Neil? I'm 31. And what situation? Married, single? You have kids? No, I'm not married. Why do don't don't really
1: I was break gonna break down my personal
0: life? I was gonna. I know. Okay, well, this I probably shouldn't ask this, and I I can't remember if this is true or not. I thought I remember someone telling me that you like own the Vegas Strip. Like Neil Patel out in Vegas is like a site to just watch and behold. Is that true?
1: No comment. But yeah, I live on the Vegas
0: Strip. I have heard in. some stories. Let me tell you. We won't get into them, but uh I'll have to go out to Vegas just to see the Neil I'm Patel show. So I can't. <laughs> hey, ju- if you give me your 2015 revenue, I'll share the stories. <laughs> it's okay, you can keep the stories. Uh, all right, deal. All right, Neil, take us back 11 years. Last question: What do you wish your 20 year old self knew?
1: To focus, if I focus when I was that young, I probably would be at a hundred to two hundred million dollars a year in annual
0: revenue. What are you at now? We're not. I know this but we're not that. (laughs) I thought I just. I thought that was like the perfect time to just lay that question in there.
1: (laughs) All right, which is really good, right? Like a hundred million, two hundred million bucks a year. That's a multi-billion-dollar
0: company. Yeah, I mean it's okay. SaaS, at least. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, guys, top tribe. You got it from Neil Patel. Got him to open up a little bit regardless. He's wanted to follow. Launched Crazy Egg with his partner back in 2007. Now optimizing the YouTube channel where they've got 30% annual churn. About 4,000 new customers per month on a good month. Uh, they're doing really well. Well over a million, between, I'm quoting, between a million and a zillion dollars in annual revenue on Crazy Egg. Neil, thank you for taking us to the top. If you enjoyed Neil today, go back and listen to Noah Reschetta yesterday. Noah runs a phone accessory company, just landed a major deal with Walmart, and hit $2.5 million in revenue in 2015. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.